Welcome to the Space Coast Next podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Bueller, co-founder of Groundswell Startups. We're here today with a Space Coast company that is on the cutting edge of video streaming 2.0. In other words, the age of video buffering is behind us. They're a Groundswell company that just returned from Plug and Play, one of the big league accelerators on the West Coast, with portfolio companies that include PayPal and Dropbox. Swarmify CEO Nathan Barnett says the market his company is approaching represents 90% of internet bandwidth. In other words, he's addressing a $2.5 billion market. Swarmify is based here in Melbourne, Florida, about 45 minutes south of Kennedy Space Center. Nathan, can you provide us with a bit of background on how Swarmify came to be? I basically grew up in high school was when the internet was just sort of coming around. So I've grown up um, through the whole development of the internet from the early stages, from before when you had dial-up modems all the way through to high speed. And so anytime there's been an opportunity to move something from non-internet-based to internet-based, we built software solutions over the past 15 years as different companies, some of which we've sold, others we've run till, you know, um, ran, ran till the wheels fell off. How many companies did you run prior to Swarmify? We ended up with, um, I would say, five different products. We've done all sorts of other software from sweepstakes software to um, basically dating site backend software um, to uh, uh, we've done uh, pay-per-click uh, software and advertising brokering. As each company would sort of reach its peak and then start declining um, because of uh, you know the market shifting, we'd have to come up with new um, some sort of new product that that the timing was now right. And so two and a half years ago, um, it was time to do that again. And uh, the timing sort of looked right to fix video delivery. Um, and, and really the the, the genesis of the problem was that uh, I was at home. I have 150 megabit down connection from my uh, from Bright House uh, internet, and my daughter was watching uh, Dora or some cartoon on Netflix, and she was two at the time, and it it just stalled. It just froze up on the screen. Not froze up, it just stalled. You know, it had to download more stuff, and then it would play a little, and then it would stall again. And you know, she's a two year old, so she throws a screaming fit on the floor and is looking at me. I'm the techie of the house. Like, why can't you fix this? Um, and so I started kind of looking into well, what what is causing this, and, and that was the the genesis of Swarmify. We've got a, a few paid customers on that. Um, uh, these are enterprise sales for this product, so they obviously take a little bit longer to sell into. They're they're spending uh, around one hundred forty four thousand a year on video delivery. So these aren't small deals. These contracts uh, take a little bit of time to negotiate, and we're competing against um, you know the top competitor being Akamai. They're a twelve billion dollar market cap or couple weeks back, they were. I'm not sure what they are today. Uh, and so that's tough competition. Um, uh, and it's really required us to have a product that's so much better to actually win those deals and build credibility. For someone who maybe doesn't understand video streaming as a whole, um, what is video streaming 2.0? What does that look like? Yeah, so uh, right now, the sort of state of the art in um, video streaming, when you watch something on YouTube or if you're at you know NBC.com or even Netflix, is that they've got these really um, complex and high quality networks to get the video to servers that are uh, nearby wherever you're located. So if you're in Atlanta, there's probably servers in Atlanta serving you video so that it's, it's you know, right nearby. Um, the problem is the sophistication, the complexity, and the quality end at that server. From that server to your, your home connection or work connection, your iPhone, whatever, is just a, a single stream, a single kind of connection. And if that pipe of data gets congested or if the server you're connected to fails or, you know, kind of anything happens, 
uh, you, that's why your video stream gets interrupted. And that's why it's sort of fragile. I mean, essentially, um, almost a third of the time people who are watching video end up seeing it pause to have to download more video. And so it's really the right time to move logic into the player and then make the player more resilient to failure. And that's what we're doing with Swarmify. And by adding resiliency and reliability into the player, we're also able to reduce cost for um, the media company who's streaming the video. If a lot of variables kind of threaten the quality of video that you see on the user side, how are you attacking those variables? Yeah, so we're eliminating single points of failure. I mean, uh, this is similar to the transition that happened with um, uh, you know databases or anything else in cloud computing. They went from where you had like one big strong computer that uh, basically couldn't fail into being able to tolerate failure but having 5, 10, you know, 15. Um, and we're doing the same thing for video. So we're using multiple paths, we're using multiple servers, we're using um, that sort of logic to provide that now into video playback. Today, what is the market like and who are your current and future clients? Yeah, so the, the market, um, because the, the method of video delivery has basically been the same since around uh, when the internet started, since uh, in 1998 or 99, um, everyone just sort of assumes that it can't be fixed. So we're actually fighting against complacency and acceptance of like, this is just what video online looks like. I, I think a lot of people um, have just sort of gotten into their heads that, yeah, this is what happens. There's a lot of people uh, trying to fix video in different ways right now. Um, you obviously have the content delivery network for Akamai. Um, there's, you know, Edgecast, Level 3. Um, they're just large networks who are, who are basically handling it at the network level. Um, I think we could do better with video. And so, uh, and we're fighting status quo. We're fighting people just accepting that video is like this. What is the difference between raising capital here in uh, the Space Coast versus raising capital on the West Coast? Yeah, I would say um, you have to be a lot further along in the Southeast in general, so not even just the Space Coast. I actually think the people uh, here on the Space Coast uh, are maybe a little more forward-thinking, and I don't know if that's like people who are into the space program. I mean, these are people who look into the future. But in the Southeast in general, it you have to have the business a lot further along. So. Um, it, you wouldn't even be able to sort of present to investors and have them consider you. I mean, they might talk to you, but not actually give you consideration if you didn't already have customers and the product working. Um, and that's different than what you'll see a lot of times in um, some of the other areas like Silicon Valley or LA or Boston or New York, where um, if you had a solution or even a, a good team um, and an idea for a solution, sometimes you could get investment there. And that's a lot less likely in the Southeast. They wanna see the companies much further along and so it's up to you as the entrepreneur to actually um, get the company to where they'd be willing to look at it. And you kind of describe why that is. Can you describe why that is? I, well, I mean, I, I couldn't fully presume to, to know why that is. I mean, my guess would just be that uh, there's sort of this uh, cycle that's happened in some of the other areas where they've seen success stories. So they've seen companies, you know, grow really big based on this model of, um, sort of whoever wins in a given market space is going to be worth enough money that they pay for the failures in the other companies that, uh, you know, the venture capitalists or even angel investors, you know, would invest in. And I think that that cycle hasn't occurred enough times to have enough people who have been part of it in the Southeast. So um, if you haven't had a person who's invested in a company and seen it IPO, then that's not necessarily on the horizon. They're, they're seeing, well, um, when I do well with a company, I'm, you know, maybe I'm doubling my money. So a 10 times return is not something they've seen. And until enough people have seen that, um, 
I think it's going to be difficult. It's going to require people to be further, and it's going to require different um, uh, sort of different models on the investment side. Right. So in the same vein, you're working um, with Mosley Ventures in Atlanta. Um, they see the vision for Swarmify, and um, they're looking for um, co-investors to go in on that vision. Um, what has it been like to work with Mosley and, and set milestones and expectations? Yeah, well, I think they've been really great. Um, uh, Sig Mosley, he's been around uh, angel investing in Atlanta for, uh, you know, a lot of years. I don't, I don't want to misquote the number of years. And, uh, and then in particular, our lead investor is uh, John Vecchio. And um, he's actually participated in this cycle of venture funded companies that he's had exits from. So he also gets that piece of it. Um, he knows where we should be at given points. He's also seen what happens at exits and that people have made money. So he sort of knows the whole cycle. And uh, that's been kind of invaluable because that there aren't a lot of people that actually have that full experience um, to help lead an investment and then also be able to show that picture to other investors uh, from a third party standpoint. I mean, because he's, he's a person who's actually, you know, not someone that we knew before we were talking to investors. And so for him to kind of show that vision and say, hey, here's other companies we've seen do this. Here's the companies I had founded and that did this. Um, that's really helpful to help build that vision for what we're doing with Swarmify and get the support we need. That's great. And you recently returned from the West Coast, um, an accelerator called Plug and Play. Can you describe, you know, what was it like to apply to Plug and Play? And what does that mean to be a part of that group? Well, I guess I, I can't really talk about how to apply because we didn't apply. Uh, they actually, um, that's what's, and it also kind of goes back to the investment piece. What's interesting is we actually get cold contact from West Coast venture capitalists, West Coast programs like Plug and Play. Um, I'm not going to say every day or even every week, but it's it's been occurring. And Plug and Play found us. They emailed us. They said, um, we have this program. Um, and it was actually very vague initially as to what, what it encompassed. It sounded like an expo that they wanted um, sort of innovative media companies to come out, present their solution to very large uh, corporations. So this is people like Ericsson, Samsung, Huawei, Huawei um, which is a hardware manufacturer out of China. Mm -hmm. um, and so we agreed to that. I went out there and presented uh, with 39 other um, sort of innovative startups. And then two weeks later, they said, well, that was actually selection day for this media program. And we picked 20 of you guys. And we would like you to be part of the program. And, um, and you were sort of handpicked by Ericsson. I mean, that was who was sponsoring the program. They kind of had the, the decision-making capability of who got in and who didn't, along with some of the other partners. Um, and so that was great. Their program is different uh, in that they don't actually charge the startups equity or money. Essentially, they, the corporations uh, get so large that they don't have access to innovative startups, or they do, but the businesses are so big that the startups kind of get lost. Uh, you, it's difficult to sell into really big companies. And so they decided that they could work in tandem with Plug and Play to help identify companies that were promising and then also help them work with the large companies so that they don't miss the boat until it's too late, essentially, and get out at innovated. Um, so it was really a great experience. We got to sit down with, like I said, I mean, I sat down with people from Samsung, still working with Ericsson, um, still stuff going on with, um, there's a telecom out of uh, Belgium that we're still dealing with through that program. So people that typically would have been really hard to meet with, but who also kind of need the solution. Um, so it was really a great program and it, it gave us a, a, a big forum to, to not only meet with those people, get their feedback, and then do a presentation at the end of the program to, um, 
uh, probably 300 uh, corporate partners and investors and really get some uh, attention on what we're doing, which has been extremely useful. In Plug and Play, they work with Dropbox, PayPal. So, so from that, are you looking for partnerships? Is this about acquisition? What kind of, what are you looking for? Uh, it's basically about whatever you can make of it. Um, uh, partnerships, sales, uh, you know, the, the Ericsson thing that we're talking to them about is that um, they, they do a lot of selling services to their customers. And so they already have those sales channels established. And so they're looking for new things they can sort of sell into their customers. Mm -hmm. And other people, it's partnerships. It's uh, where they want you to do R&D for a specific project using your technology. And they'll pay for that. Um, they'll, they'll pay you to actually build something specifically for them. Uh, as well as possibly, uh, you know, investment or longer term partnerships. Um, it, it's really one of those things where it's kind of whatever it is, what you can make of it. And, um, and, and so hopefully we can keep on, uh, making something great from it. And does Swarmify, do you have intellectual property around that solution? Yeah, the whole actual solution is, um, the, the core of it, what makes it work is, is, has a patent, um, we had a provisional back in 2014, and the full patent's already been filed in 2015 um, that protects the actual uh, sort of technique that we're using to make the stream reliable and also low cost. So where are you at at this point, um, funding-wise, solution-wise, and what are you looking for? Yeah, so we're about to, to close on some funding. So, I mean, there's a little bit of room for some extra people um, uh, to get in on this round, although um, it might all be closed up here in the next week or two. Uh, what we're really looking for as well are uh, if people are in media companies and, and you relate to this problem and you, you know, want to increase your ad revenue and you want to reduce churn on your website, um, reach out to us. Or if you know someone who's uh, you know, retired in the industry, we would love to have more connections into the industry. To, to help um, you know speed up sales because big big enterprise sales are slow and any sort of uh, person or help that we can get in speeding those up we would appreciate. So what's the end goal for Swarmify? What do you see in the next year? You know our our end goal is really to be the um, solution for video delivery online so that you know the majority of video that's being delivered is using our solution, but uh, that also leaves space for a competitor to also be you know. Uh, challenging us in, in other ways to improve video delivery so that the, the end result of just having video work online and not, um, you know, being tied to cable or, or satellite TV services, like everyone, you know, they want to be cord cutters. But I think people who have done it know that there's limitations, not just around programming, but around the actual video quality and delivery. Uh, in the next year, our goal is really just to keep expanding, um, kind of push the industry itself uh, over the tipping point of really buying into the results that they're seeing from our solution and, um, and getting more comfortable with us and uh, in, in seeing that we you know, have a product that's solving a real problem for them. Uh, they all acknowledge the problem. I think it's just convincing them that we've actually solved it. And Nathan, we'll close here with the, the ask. Is there anything um, Swarmify needs, talent-wise, money-wise, resource or mentor-wise? Yeah, all the things. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, we, we're always looking for... Uh, very qualified people who uh, would be passionate in this area about improving video um, for employees. I mean, the technical field, sales field, administrative marketing, anything. Um, we're going to have to have a really great team of people to make this all happen. It doesn't, it doesn't just happen with one person. I mean, it, it's going to require building a, a great team to do this. Um, 
we're always uh, looking for potential investment or investors, even if it's down the road that they would, might want to invest. We're, we're happy to talk to people early and kind of build those relationships because that's important. And if you have connections into, you know, media companies that this might be valuable to, we'd love to talk to those companies. I mean, our goal, which we're used to even from the investment perspective, is we're willing to prove it. We're willing to prove that this is a better video solution and that, you know, your company will uh, basically improve its bottom line, whether it's ad revenue or, or, or churn or subscriber revenue um, when you implement the solution. And so let us prove it to you. Let us let us implement it on your on your uh, website. Give us your your ugliest videos or your videos you don't care about and, and we'll prove it to you. So just give us that opportunity or if you know someone who will, like encourage them to do that. Well, Nathan, thanks for joining us on the Space Coast Next podcast. Uh, what's the best way to, to reach you? Yeah, you can, uh, if you want to find out more information about us in general, you can go to swarmify.com or you can uh, email me direct if you're interested in, um, you know, either if you're interested in possibly working for us or investment or if you're, um, you know, want to try it out on your website at Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N, at swarmify.com. Right. Nathan, thanks again for joining us. Good luck in raising capital and hope to hear from you soon. Thanks so much.